Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Keep on asking for pay rises because the worst thing that can happen is they say no. I have an interesting story because I actually dropped out of uni when I was 19. We switched our insurance and we saved around $1,000 in a year. Your dad used to carry a light from room to room, right? You would think that they would reward their loyal customers for staying with them. Of course they would. Why wouldn't they? The cost of living is going up and it also goes up every single year. So how can we ensure that our money is worth more over time rather than less over time because of inflation? Hey friends, this is Queenie. And Pablo. Welcome back to another episode. Pablo, what is your money win today? So obviously like I try to always get the, the best deal and I put like an alert on Osbargen, which is like a forum where they give you discount. And when I saw there was like a 25% off on this TV, then we were like, maybe it's the right time. We haven't had TV in two years, you know, I think it's uh, it's going to be a big change. We don't want to watch it too much, but we use it for like, well, now watching the Australian Open, which is nice, but also practicing yoga the weekend things like that so trying to make our money back with tv yeah that's a really good money win and how much did you save us pablo about like 650 dollars that's a lot of money that's a lot of money you know so yeah and i think you also had another hack because we got the frame the samsung frame and pablo has put it into the wall and something interesting that Pablo mentioned, because I guess we're allowed to make holes in our place because we own the apartment, but now because the the frame is actually sitting on our wall, we don't have to buy a TV unit. And that's something that, you know, would have costed us extra if we didn't hang it on the wall. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, if you buy a TV, then you have to buy like a TV unit. That's another, another like two, three hundred dollars. It's like unnecessary purchase. Well, if you buy the TV that already has the whole month, you just save much more money and then save room in your place on top of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you don't have to buy stuff to put in the TV unit as well. Then, you know, if you have a TV unit, you're like, well, I should buy uh, speakers for my TV. And it just never ending. Yeah. Purchasing loop. What is your money when Queenie? My money win is that um, over the weekend, my friend surprised me with a surprise baby shower, which was really, really sweet. And um, we got given so many cute little gifts for our baby. So that was really sweet. What that was, was really the nice. highlight gift? Oh, there were so many really good ones. I thought there, there was this really cute, like, giant giraffe that one of my friends bought. And it's kind of like a little seat. 
so our little girl can like sit on it and like ride the giraffe and it, it's it's also like a big soft toy so that that was pretty cute Pablo also liked that one I like the giraffe but I saw you sitting on it Kunisa I think you like it even more than I do <laughs> yeah and something else that was really cute was these um milestone cards that one of my friends got it's like these cards and they say like you know one day old or today I got my first tooth and things like that so we can take photos with our baby and like her different milestones but isn't that so funny like do you remember when you got your first tooth Pablo yeah of course it was the no, <laughs> you know this like post baby yeah it was that day at 4 30 p.m <laughs> it's a cloudy day <laughs> no I don't remember it was so fun it's so funny going through like all of those milestones because they're like oh my gosh I used to go through these things as well at one point you know and you have no idea. You had no idea at the time. That was the first time you stood up or the first time you walked. You know, it's weird. That's funny. That would be nice to have milestones for these. Just remember that anything that we talk about in this podcast is general and doesn't constitute personal financial advice. You can read our full financial services guide in the description. We would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of our land and we extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. So the first way to beat the cost of living is to ask for a pay rise because if you don't ask, you don't get. That's right. And, you know, like you said, the cost of living is increasing every single year. Lately, more than usual. Usually it was like, I think, 2%. Now it's much more. And, you know, if your salary don't increase by this much percent, then you are making less money, even making the same money than last year. Exactly. And that's why it's really important to... Keep on asking for pay rises because the worst thing that can happen is they say no. And I think you also ought to know like what you could potentially be doing in order to set yourself up in the best position to be able to negotiate a higher salary next time. So let's say you're unsuccessful, you know, one time that you ask, you can ask some things like, what can I do so that next time I ask, I'm successful or potentially even looking at switching jobs into a job that's higher paid. And Queenie, like for people out there, do you have any tips or story of how you asked for pay rise back in the days? I have an interesting story because I, I actually dropped out of uni when I was 19. I was studying law and I dropped out and I started to pursue marketing. So I've had like a bit of an interesting kind of like career journey and I was able to get pretty high salaries for someone my age. By the time I was 23, I was already earning $120,000 as a base salary, which was, yeah, quite a high salary for someone my age. So I do have some tips. <laughs> Number one tip is don't tell people your age because I feel like, especially in the workplace, you know, people can kind of like judge you if you are a bit younger or even any age, you know, it's like you're either too young or you're too old or there's no perfect age, really. Yeah, that's something that I tried to avoid doing, like telling people my age or have that printed on my resume so people can just kind of like assess me for the person that I am rather than my age. Yeah, that's one thing that I did. Another thing would be also changing jobs every couple of years. So if I didn't get a pay rise in like one or two years, 
I would move on. And I was pretty, pretty cutthroat when it came to jobs. Like if I wasn't getting the salary that I wanted, if I found a better deal elsewhere and a job that I liked more, I would just leave and I would just, you know, move on to that next job because there are so many opportunities out there. Yeah. And just to specify, it's not that you wanted to leave jobs because you did not enjoy the job. It's just that you asked a couple of times pay rises and the business either did not want to or could not afford it. So then you saw, where are my skills? Where can they be applied somewhere else to earn your true value? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And by switching jobs, I was able to get salaries. Like I, I remember there was this one time I got this really big jump. I went from like earning 60000 to 90000 just in one fell swoop. So I think that just by looking around at different jobs, you know, switching jobs to higher paying jobs, like you There, there is money to be made out there for sure. So even if you're not really getting the salary that you want right now, it doesn't mean that those salaries or those jobs don't exist out there. Exactly. I guess it's a matter of finding the, the right job. It's no need to apply to so many jobs, but just targeting the, the right ones and see where you are. you'd be the, really the right fit. Yeah, that's a really good one. I think you want to keep your salary on top, you know, uh, of mind and making sure you get paid the, the right amounts, especially with the cost of living rising. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly, exactly. So Queenie, what is the next thing after looking at the salary? What other things can people do? So a lot of people, when they look to save some money in their budget, they usually look at all the nice things that, that make life you know, worth living, you know, like going out with your friends to get a coffee or going to the movies and things like that. But the biggest expenses that we generally have is housing, transport and food. So if you can find some ways to just save a little bit of money in your budget here and there on those expenses, you can save quite a lot of money in a year and it won't affect your lifestyle like a crazy amount if you're just able to make a few tiny little changes. That's very true, you know, like housing can be really expensive and lately actually our rent increased and that's why we moved back to the place that we own and all those really big expenses they can make a big difference rather than saving on coffee every single day but I also think that sometimes it's a mindset you know and making your coffee at home and having those you know little small habits that makes the other things follow through. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's true. And I also think that, yeah, it's true. It's kind of like the way you do one thing is the way that you do everything. So it's kind of like that philosophy of, um, have you ever heard like you should make your bed every single day because it's such an easy thing to do. It takes like a couple of seconds, but then once you've done that, it kind of sets the tone for the rest of the day, you know, like you're going to care about the little things. And I do agree with that. I think it is important to do the little things because if you care about the little things, you'll care about the big things, but also important to not stress so much about the little things because, you know, for example, by getting a pay rise that could pay for all of your entertainment and holidays for a year, you know, rather than like, um, you know, trying to find microwaves to save as well. So I guess it's a bit of a balance, right? Exactly. It's a balance. And I mean, you don't want to, you know, I don't know, live in a crazy, super expensive area and then not be able to afford any single thing just because you need to pay for this rent. Obviously, it needs to all make sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And Pablo and I are much happier living in a place that isn't super expensive. Like our accommodation is quite low compared to a lot of people that we know. But the reason why we do that is because we want to be able to have nice holidays. We want to be able to 
go out for dinner here and there, go to the movies and things like that without having to worry about it. And even by us being able to, to spend quite a lot of money in those areas, we're still saving money because our accommodation isn't that expensive. The place that we bought isn't actually very expensive. Yeah, exactly. So I think it was a good purchase. We were lucky to get it at this price and be able to move back in as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So what is the next thing, Quinny? Oh, okay. So I love these apps and these products. So if you go shopping, like we all do, every now and again, sometimes you need to get a new TV or maybe buy some clothes and things like that. There are these cashback apps like Shopback, Cash Rewards, Honey, that basically can give you cash back on your purchases. We've been using them for a couple of years and all these little tiny, tiny little purchases, they, they really do add up at the end of the day. So highly recommend checking them out. It's They're completely free to use and download. We have the apps, but we also have downloaded the browser extensions as well. So we get notified every time we're in a shop and we can activate it. But yeah, it's basically free money. Yeah, it is. And there is actually a new app that uh, we were talking to with someone or the person that created it. Uh, it's called Zift. And basically, you know, sometimes it's hard to find. Let's say you were buying like a new washing machine and you have this specific model in mind, but you don't want to go into like, I don't know, Bingley, JBI Fire, the good guys, all this website to find where is the best price with shipping and things like that. So this app actually, once you're on an item, it tells you where you can find the best price. And that saves a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, it really does. So definitely make your life easier. Check out these platforms. And we have a link in the description with like $20 or $10 based on the, the app that you can get for free once you download the Chrome extension. So the next point is um, negotiating your electricity and just making sure that it's competitive. So there are some websites. There's one called energymadeeasy.gov.au. There's another one called greenslips.nsw.gov.au to check your insurance. Just to make sure... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Bill, that your electricity and your green slips and your car insurance are all competitive. So you don't have to do this every few months. But I think once a year, it's good to review these things and just make sure it's competitive because we switched our insurance and we saved around $1,000 in a year. When you think about that, $1,000 in a year, like how many activities will we have to cut out <laughs> in order to save that, you know? But it's like that $1,000 can pay for like all of our little movie nights and like dinners out, you know, like that pays for at least 10 date nights. One key point here is don't pay the loyalty tax. And maybe do you want to expand on what is the loyalty tax, Queenie? Yeah, so a lot of banks, insurance providers, electricity providers, phone providers, you would think that they would reward their loyal customers for staying with them. Of course they would. Why wouldn't they? But they don't. They don't. <laughs> so that's why it's really important to have a look around and see if there are any new I guess, welcome offers for new companies because every so often there are new companies that pop up and they 
are trying to get market share. So they'll, they'll reduce their prices and offer discounts to new customers that want to switch. So it's a really good idea to have a look around, see if you can take advantage of any of these welcome offers, or even just call up your existing providers and see if you can negotiate with them. Because if you call them up and say that you might leave, that that's that gives them more incentive to actually offer you a better deal. Yeah, for sure. I think loyalty tax is such a big thing. And when we actually moved from our last place to the new place just then, we stayed with the same internet provider. And because we stayed, they somehow gave us a discount because we were loyal. That was the first time I, I heard this. Really? Yeah, because it's like kind of you're considered a new customer because you move address. Oh, interesting. So I guess they reward you if you stay, if you move place. But I guess, like you said, it's important to review the prices every single year or whenever you have time to make sure your offer is competitive. Another thing related to electricity is there are two types of plants and there is like the one rate and the time of use rate. And this is actually an important decision to make based on when you use the most your electricity because some electricity plant you're going to pay one rate the whole day through. Like it's not going to change. It's going to be always the same. But some of the plant you can pick like time of use, and then between 8 a.m. and 6 a.m., it's going to be much cheaper. And, you know, between like 4 p.m. and 8 p.m. is going to be the peak time, you know, when most people use. So you can, based on your usage, maybe pick with your energy provider or something that's more suitable for you so you can reduce your cost without even doing less. It's just changing the plan. So it's important to look at that. And especially because Pablo and I, we have a Tesla and we charge our Tesla at night during the off-peak times. And it's just a good way to, if you do use some electricity during the off-peak times, let's say, for example, we used to actually schedule our washing machine to run during the off-peak times. And I think sometimes we still do that. So we save a bit of money on our electricity. But that's another way to save some money. And yeah, it's important to also look at appliances that don't use much electricity because maybe on the long run, calculating how much it will cost, you can save quite a bit of money. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. So sometimes even like upgrading your washing machine, dishwashers, like from one that isn't energy saving and water saving to one that is energy and water saving could actually even save you money as well because some of the like much older models, they consume a lot of power and water and electricity. So yeah, something to keep in mind for sure. Yeah, exactly. Electricity is like something, you know, no matter what, you're going to still have electricity, but you might as well optimize it pay as least as you can and without, you know, sacrificing having light in your living room. LED lights, another one of those things where you pay a bit more upfront, but it saves you money over the long term. It does because I remember, Kuni, your dad used to carry a light <laughs> room to room, right? <laughs> My dad, he was just like very, um, I, he installed these lights that were like 50 watts each. I don't know why he installed these lights. Maybe he thought they looked good at the time, but then he never would allow me to switch on those lights because they were 50 watts each. And then I just like, we were just sitting in the dark with like this like very, at the time, the energy saving lights weren't that great and they were kind of a bit flickery and had like a bit of a weird light. So <laughs> that's what we would use. Um, but nowadays, LED lights, they're, they're just amazing and they don't use that much electricity and they're very bright. So, yeah, I actually noticed my dad doesn't even do that anymore in his place because he has energy saving lights. 
that are very bright. And one thing also to consider, I think, when you move to a new place is, you know, how the place is facing. I think south in Australia is pretty good because you're going to get a lot of sun. It's good for your mental health to have a lot of, you know, natural light every single day. Mm, very good point. Plus, you don't have to turn on the light all the time. Yeah, and north facing as well, I think, as well. Oh, yeah, sorry, no, not south, north facing. South is in France. Yeah, yeah, it is really good. And I think the next point, I can read this correctly, Connie, is subscribe. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, so that's right. So if you're enjoying this podcast, you know, what do people have to do, Connie? Subscribe. Subscribe and, you know, give us some five-star ratings if you enjoy all the hacks and tips. Yeah, and Pablo has also created this feedback form, which you can check out down in the show notes below. So give us some feedback on the podcast. If there's anything that you would like to see, we would love to hear from you. Pablo, you want to do the next one? Health insurance. Health insurance, yes. Well, actually, I'm looking into health insurance right now for us. And I was just calculating it. We wanted to do just extras because we literally never go to the hospital. And we're like, is it worth it or not? And there are so many health insurance, you know, there are like some that gives you 60% refund because that's the thing you need to have a look. There are some that gives you 100% refund, but then you need to go to specific providers. So I think what I've noticed in this thing, it takes a bit of time to, to find, but it's always do the calculation. How I did it is just simply going through how much it will cost for a year and how much do we spend on dentist? How much will we get refunded in the dentist? Is it 60% or is it 100%? Is it this 100%? Is it the dentist that we already go to or somewhere nearby? Is it a good dentist? And then same with the physio, same with the eye because I wear glasses. And then at the end of the year, how much will we save? And is it worth it or not? Or is it better to not have this health insurance and then just pay out of pocket? So that's basically like, I think in... Those things is all about numbers and we calculated that oh, this one should not be, you know, it's not worth paying that much, but this one is worth paying that much. So like worth calculating it and see if you're going to, you know, get your money's worth or if you'd rather pay out of pocket. So it's all calculation. Plus also, I guess, look at the reviews and see if this health insurance is usually paying back their customer because some don't actually. Really? Yeah, lots of things to look through. So thanks so much for doing that, Pablo. Yeah, that's okay. And yeah, I guess, you know, looking even at the list of providers accepted because let's say you go to the dentist and you're like, oh yeah, it's fine, I have my health insurance. First, you need to wait usually like two months until it kicks in that you can actually claim it. But then secondly, some health insurance, they are like, they're gonna, you're going to be able only to claim from certain providers. And then some other, you'll be like, oh, yeah, we only give you like 60% back. So it's like you need to know how many times you'd have to go until it's worth it. And also what is the cap at, you know, because you don't want to go like every single month to the dentist just to make your money's worth. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's the calculation. I think it's important for people to look into it and see what they spend, you know, as a basis and then what they can get back. So next point is selling things on Marketplace, Gumtree, because what we like doing is whenever we bring something new into our home, we like to get rid of something. So selling it, donating it, there are so many different ways that you can do this, but I think it also clears up space in your home and also in your mind as well. Yeah, and using the Marie Kondo way of thing is that it's not about what you let go, it's about what you keep. Very, very true. So I think what we try to do, I mean, it's always work in progress, you know, it's like 
but we're trying to keep as little things or just things that we're actually going to use. And I guess it was good to move out of this place and move back in because now it's so much better because we kept only the essentials. Yeah, exactly. Only the things that we love. So another point is to, if you do want to go out for dinner, I think it's really good to go out to the restaurants themselves instead of ordering through Uber Eats or DoorDash because they actually have these markups in there, not only with the delivery fees, but also the restaurants themselves. So they'll mark up their food by about 30% if you do order through these apps. So if you want to actually have an experience and go to the restaurants yourselves, not only do you have a better experience because you can sit down, you know, there's a nice vibe. You can even choose to take away once you go to the restaurant and take away yourself. Um, but you also save some money as well and you get the same experience, maybe even better. And on top of that, there are some apps nowadays like First Table or Eat Club where you can, you know, book on those apps and get like 50% of food. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really good. And the reason why they offer this is because Restaurants find it difficult to book the really early tables and the really late tables. So if you don't mind having your dinner earlier or later, you can get a discount of, you know, from 30 to 50% off. So that's really good. And another thing related to, you know, Uber delivery and things, but for normal delivery, people delivery, if mm -hmm. you deliver yourself to somewhere. Mm -hmm. And it's good to look at some different apps. So there's Uber, but there's also Didi you know, lift in the US and checking those prices, you know, before booking it. Because sometimes there is like surcharge with different apps and they have different data. So therefore the price is different. Yeah, yeah. We've been able to save quite a bit of money on our transport just by checking a few different apps at the same time, see which one's cheaper. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's something to consider. And on top of that, I think not in Australia, but in the US when you use Lyft, you can decide to wait, you know, 10 minutes and pay a bit less. Mm, that's a good one too. It's a really good one. And finally, doing monthly budget check-ins. So I've noticed whenever Pablo and I go through our budget and we do this monthly, we also have a free budget tracker down in the description below if you'd like to use the one that we use. And but a new app. Oh, yeah. And we also have an app where you can sign up to get access to it. We're only opening it for a limited amount of spots, but we're really, really excited about this platform. And yeah, it's something that, that we personally use every month and it's added a lot of value to our lives. So we're sure it will add some value to your life as well. Yeah, we'll have a link to the description. Yeah, but doing our monthly budget check-ins has been so valuable for us just to make sure that we keep on top of our spending and we're not overspending in any certain categories. So it's been really helpful for us. Yeah, exactly. It's good to have like a reality check so that you're like mindful, you know, next time you spend on those things because you know you're going to look at this number. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating and follow us for more. We'll see you in the next one. Thank you. Bye. Bye.